Welcome to the No Fluff Network Marketing Leadership Training Podcast for serious-minded, deep-thinking, career-oriented network marketing pros who are sick of the fluff and appreciate the truth. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Now here's your host who has produced over 200 hours of real-world training for the industry, 30-plus years network marketing pro, Dale Calvert. Welcome to session number 19 of the No Fluff Leadership Development Podcast. This is Dale Calvert. This week we're featuring a talk by uh, a good, good friend of mine and business associate, Steve Hicks, entitled Value Focused. The reality is people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Throughout my career, I've always been fascinated when I've had these paradigm shifts where I thought, wow, I did, I missed it my whole life. I missed it. I, I, I thought everybody was this way and, and I realized that they're not. And the concept of value focus is definitely one of those concepts. As human beings, our primary focus is value focus, which means providing value to other people. Uh, most people, which I didn't realize, but most people are income focused or money focused. And there's nothing specifically wrong with that. It's just innate. It's the way most people think, I believe. Um, and if you don't have that under control, then it leads to greed, which leads to you ended up uh, in prison somewhere. <laughs> um, and then some people are just in a state in their life where they're in a survival focus mode. And I'm not going to get into all that, that concept, that training. Uh, it's really become more and more refined for me through the years, but it's something that when I understood it and start teaching and start to, started to teach it, it really, uh, has made a significant difference for a lot of people. I think you're going to enjoy this episode. If you're a leader in network marketing, pay close attention, pay close attention, uh, because it, it really is a missing link. When it comes to developing teams of people, uh, people really don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. And most people's natural tendency is selfishness. And that's not, and I'm not saying that's bad. It's probably the, it's probably ingrained in us the, um, the fight or flight, you know, I, I think there's a lot to that. I, I don't, you know, again, it's something that I'm constantly studying and thinking and trying to reformulate. But regardless, uh, I think you're going to enjoy uh, this audio re- recording this session, Value Focus, session number 19 of the Leadership Development No Fluff Podcast with Mr. Steve Hicks. I look forward to seeing your comments over on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you had the opportunity to hear this. Have an awesome day. Enjoy. Value focused. Have you ever had one of those feelings where you just know something big or important is about to happen? Before the August 98 Summer Conference, Jim Big Dog DeVaults knew the training you're about to hear would literally change lives. He called New Image International Director of Marketing and Training Dale Calvert on ImageNet. And he left this message about a certain training that Steve Hicks was going to present. Setting the stage for Steve Hicks and Value Focused, here's Jim Big Dog DeVault. Uh, just been sitting here thinking, well, really, for some few days about it. And uh, I just wanted to talk 
talk at you a minute about uh, an item uh, that I know is coming up the national conference. Uh, and I don't know how you want to handle it because uh, I know there's going to be a lot of great, great, great information delivered at this national. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be an exciting time for all of us. In fact, I think this is going to be the the uh, the most, uh, what's the best word for me to use? Uh, it's going to be an awesome national, to say the least. Uh, but... You know, you and I discussed it earlier, and, uh, of course, I know what Steve Hicks was going to deliver, and I certainly don't mean to play Steve up more than anyone else because, again, there's going to be some tremendous information uh, shared by leadership in this company. But uh, in thinking about uh, what Steve is going to deliver, I'm aware of the fact it's going to be this uh, training on being value-focused. And when I think about that... Uh, it's pretty exciting to me. I heard this training that Steve did in Atlanta, and uh, uh, it's, it's absolutely awesome. And and I think about a lot of people that are going to come to this national. Uh, there, there's only two items here in this business we got to conquer, and that's uh, mastering retail and mastering recruiting. And I know there's probably a lot of people have been here for a year and a half, two years, maybe three years, and the recruiting isn't going like they... they uh, would like it to go, and uh, it's pretty. I, I know going in, it's it's pretty exciting knowing that Steve's going to do this training because when they leave this national, after hearing this message from Steve Hicks on being value focused, they're going to leave this national with a totally different paradigm, and and uh, their recruiting is going to uh, be awesome when they <laughs> after it's over. Uh, that's exciting to me for this company. And, uh, again, I don't mean to play up uh, Steve's uh, uh, presentation more than anyone else's because there's going to be some tremendous, tremendous stuff delivered here. But this particular training excites me. Uh, and and I wish there was a way. I, I really hope you will, will uh, in some way, uh, put the message out to, to the New Image family. Uh, there, there's going to be some people come to this conference and uh, this, this particular training is going to change their life. And uh, uh, it's, incre- it's going to be incredible because I know when we all become value-focused, big things start happening. And Steve delivers it in such a way and he has it so internalized himself. Uh, it's just going to be an awesome presentation. And uh, I know there's a lot of people uh, right now haven't decided to go to this national conference. Uh, and and they've worked, probably some of them have worked hard for the last year and a half, two years. And uh, th- this is going to be their key. This is going to be their key. And, and I really wish somehow you could uh, get on ImageNet in your own way and uh, let them know about this particular training. Uh, because it's going to be a life-changing training for a lot of people. A lot of people. Man, I'm excited about what's going on out here. I can feel it. And uh, uh, and I think I think the last half of 98 is going to be awesome, and 99 ain't going to tell them what's going to happen. I mean, it kind of makes me want to park at the moon and chase cars. You know what I mean? But I wish there was a way you could uh, put that word out about this particular training because I know it's going to be awesome. Uh, been thinking about it for a few days. Just thought I'd lay that on you. Uh, 
hope you have a great day. I'm looking forward to, to uh, the middle of August, that's for sure. It's going to be a fantastic time for all of us. And uh, I'll sign off for now, buddy. Keep up the image. Appreciate all the hard work. Appreciate what you do for us. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. This next speaker, I'm excited. I heard this in Atlanta. Everybody get out their pads, get ready to write. It's going to be a tremendous, tremendous talk. Uh, Steve has been a mentor to me and lots of people in this uh, company, and it's exciting for me to be able to introduce him. Uh, he's an Eagle Award winner, uh, been tremendous. I know that uh, Jim DeVault was looking forward to this particular talk. He even put an ImageNet message out about it. So everybody get their seats, get ready to pay attention. And help me welcome to the stage, National Director, Eagle Award winner, Steve Hicks. Good morning. Good morning. How are we doing this morning? Well, I'm going to start off. I didn't bring this bottle so I could have something to drink. I brought it for a demonstration. We all go down the same road. Y'all know that? That's what's so neat about this. Can y'all see that glass? What's the only way I can get more water in it? See, this is how some of our minds are. We come to a convention, and, and y'all don't get mad, because the last two conventions that I've been to, I needed the convention when I got there. And when you need the convention, you're sitting there and you're saying, okay, I'm mad, I need this, fire me up. And when you're like that, your mind is full, and nothing, what's going to happen if I pour the rest of this in there? Yeah, it's going to go everywhere. You know, I, I've come to this convention, and I didn't need this convention. And it's amazing the difference that it makes that you can come and you can receive some of what you need. So everybody just received this morning. Okay, let's get started. What I want to share is a paradigm shift that I think has, has affected me more in this business and the network marketing industry than anything I've ever done. And I shared a little bit of, bit, a little bit of this in Atlanta. Dale heard it and asked me to share it up here. So that's why I'm here. He also told me I had to do it exactly like I did it in Atlanta, which is impossible. But before I do, I want to ask you some questions. How many of you know what value focus means? Some of you do, some of you don't. But see, here's the thing. Everybody thinks they are value focused. And in, in talking to people all over the country with this company, I think what we need most is we need to become more value focused. Because a lot of you live like I used to live. I was the center of my own little world, and I thought the world rotated around me. And I thought if I was sick, the whole world was sick. Because everything was focused on me, me, me. Ann Landers said years and years and years ago, the problem with America is we got our eyes too close together. It's I, 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 I. I this, I that, and the devil with you and everybody else. And that's how most of us live. So I wrote some questions down, and I want you to answer these honestly. And I'm going to ask you these questions because I just want you to think.
Because, see, I used to think I was value-focused. I used to think that I was doing network marketing for, for people that I had in my downline. But one night it hit me like a ton of bricks that I was doing this for me. So let me read you some questions. And I don't want you to think real deeply about this. I just want you, the, the first thought that comes in your mind, I, I, that, that, that's the answer. If you're listening to ImageNet and you hear that somebody made regional director, is your first thought, wow, I'm so happy for them. I know it took a lot to get there. Or is your first thought, why can't they be in my downline? When you're bringing people in this program and you're putting them down in depth, how many of you, by the way, how many of you have ever had somebody say, well, I, I want to be frontline to you? Anybody ever had that? That's because this industry, most of the industry, network marketing industry, doesn't understand how to build people and how to develop an organization. And, and nobody's ever heard of building in depth. And they come here and they've got all these preconceived ideas and misconceptions about how the industry ought to work. And how many of you, when somebody says, I want to be frontline to you, I'm not coming in unless I'm frontline to you. If you have trouble explaining to them why they need to be in your downline, then you're not value focused. Don't get quiet on me. Does your downline bypass you and go upline in matters dealing with, with other people? Or do they feel comfortable coming to you? If you hear at a meeting that somebody in your downline went through six cases of, of plus, you start trying to figure out what level they're on, figure out how much you're going to make. Do you sponsor people according to where they're going to be in your pay line? Are you afraid to put people out of your pay line? Here's one that will go ahead and get some of you mad. You have trouble, do you have trouble scratching people off your list because you think, that's rude, I could never say that? If you're saying it for them, you can say that. If you're saying it because the house is going to sound from you, you're not value focused. Do you dread making follow-up calls because of fear of rejection? See, most of the people that just came across this, this stage had fear. You could hear it in some of their voices. Their voices were trembling. You could see their hands and you could see their pants legs shaking like this. And see, they got over that fear for a minute to help somebody else out there in the audience. That's value focused. But, you know, a little fear is good. Fear is a real good motivating factor. I remember... I was about 11 years old. How many of you have trouble believing that I was pretty small when I was 11 years old? <laughs> you know, I haven't been small all my life. When I was born, I was 22 and a half inches long. I just never grew. <laughs> but when I was 11 years old, I was walking, I was playing some basketball over on the other side of the neighborhood and I was walking back home and there were some people across the neighborhood and they had a big old German shepherd, big old police dog, and they had an eight foot high fence in their backyard. But the little girl that was playing with the dog was in their front yard. And when I came around the corner of the house, that dog saw me and took out after me. Now I was a little bitty guy and that dog caught me one time. 
and he bit me right on the back of the leg. And there was another, by then I was in the neighbor's yard and they had a four foot fence. Fear, fear caused me or helped me to jump that fence and keep running on the other side without ever touching that fence. Fear can be good. You need to use your fear. But see, everybody has some kind of fear. Some people have fear of public speaking. I used to. And that fear is still there. And I'm glad it is because it keeps my adrenaline going. But see, what I've been able to do is push that fear. Is push that fear in such a small corner of my life that it doesn't affect me anymore. And if you really want to, you can do the same thing. Because everybody in here, it doesn't matter if you just got started this morning, if you're not even a distributor yet, or if you're the top money earner with the company. The only reason that you're not making any more money than you are now is some kind of fear. The only reason your business isn't bigger than it is right now is some kind of fear. And the question is, do you want to get over that fear? Or are you just going to sit around here and let it control your life? <sighs> we started in Shackley, 1984. I was not a people person. For four years, we tried to build that business. I thought I was value-focused. First tape I ever heard in my life. You know, I, I, somebody mentioned to me, you ever listen to cassette tapes? I said, yeah. I've been listening to George Jones for years. I love Merle Haggard. And they said, no, I mean, I mean a tape like this. And I, I plugged it in, and there was a guy talking on there. I thought, what's this? Who wants to hear somebody talking when you hear somebody singing? First tape I ever plugged in in my life, the very first tape I ever listened to was somebody talking. It was a guy named Zig Ziglar. The first words, the first words out of his mouth was, you can get everything in life you want if you open up other people get what they want. I thought, that's the biggest bunch of baloney I ever heard in my life. But you know, it sounded good, and I started saying it, and I got to where I could quote it. I could quote it to people in my upline, I could quote it to people in my downline, I could go to big meetings, and I could quote it to people that I didn't even know. But I wasn't living it. And that's why after four years with that company, after four years with that company, we turned around and had no active downline at all. Because people sensed that I was in that business for me and not for them. But see, that's not what I saw at the time. Y'all, hindsight's wonderful, y'all. You can look back on your life and you can see the pivotal, the, the, the pivotal turns that, that have brought you here today. But you got to learn from them. So we left the industry. After four years with that company and, and having total failure, we left the industry. And I promised myself, like Paul and Marcia, that I'd never do it again. For five years, we went on and tried to pursue our dream and conventional businesses, we tried everything. I, everything. 
People say, what did you do before, before New Image? You name it, I've done it. But in December of 90, 1990, Dale called and said, I think I found it. I think I found something that we can do. We can make some money. We can help other people. We signed up in December of 90 and didn't do anything until January of 92. 13 months. Because I just could not put myself through that one more time. And see, for some of you that are in here that you've been with other programs and the programs have let you down or you've been in the program and it hasn't worked for you, yeah, you're in New Image, you're sitting here, but New Image isn't in you. And the hardest thing you're going to have to do is one more time, give it all you got. Give it everything you got. And understand, this company's not going to let you down. This leadership's not going to let you down. This leadership's not going to steer you wrong. So in January of 92, we started with our second company, a company called NSA. Some of you have heard our, our story. I'm not going to get into that, but we were, we were behind on our rent. We owed everybody money. Our, our, our daughter, Courtney, she's nine now. She was a lot younger then. She knew the guy that, that turned your lights off from the electric company. She knew him by name. He'd been to our house so much. And we started with that company. And we started, when we decided in January of 92, after 13 months of watching Dale and Stephanie and watching the success that they had, we started. And we, get, we gave it everything we got. March of 92, I was frustrated. It was going just like the other company that we came from. Nobody was listening. Nobody was following. Nobody, we had a video there. Nobody watched the video. If they watched it, they didn't like what they saw. Were they open for more information? No. And I tried to probe, well, what about the program didn't appeal to you? They didn't have any good reason. They didn't have any good, oh, it looks great. I just, 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 just not, we just don't want to do it. March of 92, I called Dale one night, and we talked like we had. He probably feels like it was every night for the last three months. And I was frustrated and aggravated and broke, or as Jim DeVault says, monetarily challenged. And we talked and we talked and we talked, and I griped and I griped and I griped. And after a while, you know, looking back, I, I, I think the, the situation was so tense in talking to Dale because I was so frustrated and aggravated. And looking back, I, I don't know if he said this as a joke just to re relieve some of the tension or if he was really serious. But he said on the phone, I know what your problem is. You don't like people. If you've ever had a paradigm shift, you know what I went through right then. Because it hit me so hard right then that I was the problem. And I didn't like people. And I was so into my own little selfish world and what was happening for me. And when people wouldn't watch the video, I was mad because I had to have the business. I had to have the income. 
I had to pay some bills. And I, it didn't matter to me what the other people said. And that's why I got mad at them. And for those of you that are getting frustrated and you're getting aggravated and you're getting mad when people won't watch your video or when they don't see what you see, you need to start looking at them. Because you can't get aggravated at somebody and frustrated if you're thinking of them. You can't have fear of failure if you're thinking of the other person because fear of failure is fear of you. It, it, you can't have fear of rejection if you're value focused because if you're, if you're worried about what they're gonna say, all you're worried about is how it's gonna make you feel. That night, instantly, instantly, it was like I'd been hit upside the head with a ton of bricks. And instantly, I knew what I had to do. And instantly, I've always said awareness is half the problem solved. Right then, we became aware of the problem. And the problem was me, and I was too concerned about me to worry about anybody else. How many of you are scared of dogs? Okay, some of you lie about everything, won't you? Okay, picture with me. Y'all have heard a lot about pictures this morning. Picture with me for a minute. You pull up to this house. You get a call on your phone and somebody wants a bottle of New Image Plus and you pull up to their house. And there's a white picket fence there and there's a long sidewalk about 20 yards going up to the front door. And there's a sign on there. And on the sign on the fence and it says, beware of dog. But see, you say, well, that sign's for everybody else, but it's not for me. So you open the gate and you walk in. And you get about halfway there, and this big old dog comes trotting around from the side of the house. Now, honestly, how many of you, your heart's going to stop? <laughs> you see, you say, oh, I'm not scared of dogs, but when that happens, your heart stops. What do you call that? Do you have to sit there and look at that dog eye to eye and say, dog, I'm scared to death. You don't. You don't have to do a thing. That dog senses if you're scared or not. He senses it without you ever saying a word. If you're not scared, he senses it. If you're totally comfortable and you know that dog's not going to hurt you, he senses that too. When you're not value focused, when all you're concerned about is the money and how much money you're going to make, or all you're concerned about is surviving and, and, and when, when you got to pay your next bill. People can sense it. Just like a dog senses fear. People can sense that. What kind of, see, thoughts are things. Thoughts are things. They're, they're tangible things. They're magnetic. And people can sense that because every thought that you, that, that, that you create goes out of your mind and people can sense that. That night, my whole world changed. My whole world changed. My world expanded that night bigger than it had ever been because I started, I stopped looking inside of me at my little world and started looking outside at other people's world. And I started asking myself, how can I help this person? And how can I help this? What can I really do to help this person? 
How can I really help this person? All network marketing is, you heard it from the regional testimonies coming across this morning. All this business is, is you finding somebody that wants this business and then you believing in them more than they believe in themselves until they can get the belief in themselves. You got to open that door of belief for them. And you can't do that unless you're value focused. See, some of you out there, you're saying, well, you know, if I was making the kind of money national directors are making, I could be value-focused. If I didn't have a bill due, I, I, I could worry about putting these people down in my organization. No. When I had my value-focused paradigm, our check that month was $450. I owed the electric company more than that. In 90 days. 90 days. From having that paradigm shift, our check went from $450 to over $1,800. Next month it went over $2,000. It climbed on up from there, and it's been phenomenal from there. But what's really neat is it has opened my eyes to something so much bigger than my own little selfish world that I was living in. And it can do the same thing for you if you'll get value-focused. How do you get value-focused? I'm not sure. I wish I could stand here and give you step-by-step-by-step-by-step way to do it, but I'm not sure. But I know I used to go to appointments all the time, and I'm driving to the appointments. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, now, I got to be value-focused. I got to do this for them. 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 Don't think of me. Don't think of me. Don't think of me. And, you know, after I had this paradigm shift, I didn't have to think about that anymore. It just, it became, it, it, it was just so natural. It, it, it became a part of me. And see, in, in my life, I have met less than 10 people that were naturally value focused. Naturally. It just oozes out of them. Y'all know what I'm talking about? You ever met somebody like that? And when you walk away from them, you feel so good about you. You don't feel good for them or good about them. You feel good about you. You're going to hear from two of them tomorrow that are naturally value-focused. So how about the rest of us? Have you had a value-focused paradigm shift? Has it ever knocked you upside the head that I don't care about other people and I'm only in this business for myself? And if you hadn't, today's your day. Why not make it today? Y'all know the bonus pools we have. Once you become a regional director, you share in 3% of the total company business volume. Once you become a national director, you share in 2% of the total company business volume. Those were put there for one reason and one reason only. To promote value focus in our company. Now, isn't it kind of funny that nobody else has those? That we're the only company in the industry that I know of that has those?
you can make national director. Everybody in here. It doesn't matter to me what kind of skills you have, what kind of attitude you have, what kind of skills you don't have, what kind of attitude you don't have. Because whoever's in here, whoever in here has the least amount of skills and activities, you have more than I had when I started in this industry. I wouldn't talk to anybody. I wouldn't look at anybody. I wouldn't. I hated confrontation. And I hated confrontation because all I cared about was me. And some of you, you won't go hand out videos because you hand out a video and, and, and then if that person don't like what they see, you see that as confrontation. Just like I used to. But when you start focusing on the other person, video recruiting becomes easy and fun. Three-way calls with your downline become easy and fun. Some of you don't want to do three-ways with your downline because you say, well, I don't know anything about this business. Well, think about who you're talking to. You're talking to somebody that just watched a 30-minute video. Do you know more about this company and this industry than somebody that's just watched a 30-minute video? And if you get your mind off you and get it on the prospect, you'll realize that. And your, 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 your awareness will expand unbelievable because then you'll start getting involved in the lives of other people. But you can become a national director if you want it bad enough. You know, how many of you have come up here and taken pictures and sat in these chairs? See, a, a lot of people, you know, we've been here a day and a half now. How many of you's bottoms starting to get a little bit sore? Man, you got, you got to get up here and sit in these seats. They're comfortable. They got two inches of cushion on them. And everybody in here can get up here if you want to. If you get value focused, if you'll quit looking at yourself and start looking at other people, focus on their reasons. Had a guy, ImageNet Dale, uh, Ron Kennedy, ImageNet Dale, and he put up a goal board. And on his goal board that he has are his people's reasons. How many of you know your people's reasons? How, how many of you know... If, if, if we're in the business of leadership development and you're trying to develop leaders, you take the top three people in your organization that you think are leaders that you're helping bring down the road, how many of you know their top three reasons? How, how in the world can you work with somebody if you don't even know why they're doing this business? Financial independence is easy. They're lying to you. They're in it for them and not for you. But you go to any national director, any single national director that we have, and don't ask them, was it easy? Ask them, was it worth it? And every single one of them will tell you that it's worth it. And every single person in here, you can be there too. If your desires are strong enough, and if you'll quit focusing on you and start focusing on your people, you can get there too. And that's what we want for you. Thank you this morning.
There's an old Chinese proverb that says, when the student is ready, the teacher will arrive. And I hope for some of you, Steve Hicks was your teacher this week and delivered to you a concept that will pay great dividends for you in the future. I hope you will take some time and think about this. Think about your approach with people. The thing that I really, really want to communicate and that I really hope that 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 hit home with you is that when you can get your mind off of yourself and on other people, it takes a lot of the stress of this business away. It really does. You know, our biggest frustration in this business comes from the fact that we cannot get people to do that which we want them to do. And when you can just go into the marketplace and try to really inspire and help and make a difference in other people's lives, it takes all the pressures that a lot of times we build up away from us. You know, a lot of psychologists will tell you that depression in and of itself comes because people are so self-absorbed on their own thoughts and feelings and they're not focused on other people. I heard a psychologist recently said it's impossible to be depressed if you're out if you're working at a food kitchen. Something to think about. I hope you enjoyed this session with Steve Hicks on Value Focus. We'll be back with you uh, next week for session number 20. We're going to be talking about unity and separation and the power of a dream. And I hope you'll be able to tune in for that next week on the No Fluff Network Marketing Leadership Development Podcast. Have a great one. Thank you for tuning in to the No Fluff MLM Leadership Training Podcast. To download the show notes for this episode, you can find them under the podcast section at www.mlmhelp.com. Thanks for listening, and remember, the teaching is in the words, but the learning is in the silence.